Welcome back, fans. We're another day closer to the NFL draft, and we have the process goes on. Senior Bowl is coming up. How does a small school prospect make an impact and get himself rising up those draft boards? Who are some guys that we think can make up some ground on both sides of the ball down in Mobile? We're going to get into all that and more today on Locked On NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And of course, as always, I got my guy, Ryan Tracy, my co-host with me. And we're here, man, to talk about some senior bowl. But first, man, we want to thank you for making us your first Listen of the day. Exciting times, man. We're getting ready for the Senior Bowl. And it's kind of kicking off with some of these lesser-known guys. So you and I, you know, we we went, we dove in and we're like, all right, let's talk about some guys that we we want to know more about. And obviously mm-hmm. the Senior Bowl, that, that's the place for that. You know, we see the big-name guys on television all the time. You know, and some of uh, the smaller school guys, like a Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, he's got a lot of pub. But as I was going through the roster, I noticed this guy from Owachita Baptist, OBU. <laughs> I know most of y'all out there are probably like, where the hell is OBU at? OBU is in Owachita, Arkansas. All right. And the only reason why I know anything about it is because I went to the division school, division two school, and I played against Owachita Baptist. So as I'm going through the rosters and I see this guy, Gregory Jr., defensive back, I felt like this would be a good time to kind of Talk about the, the just the process of being a Division II guy, uh, lesser known. How do you get mm-hmm. on the radar? And maybe what he's going through with this whole process. Yeah, I mean, th- th- these are the guys that are like, they turn into the sweetheart stories, right? There's the guy from Fort Hayes State a couple years ago. There was Colin Saunders, uh, the backflip king, right? Like, small school guys that get a chance. This is their opportunity to stand out against competition. Um, you've seen a number of linemen over the years, like, make that jump and prove that, hey, I can hang in the pits with everybody else. doesn't matter that they played in the SEC and I played a D2 school or whatever. This is where you can, you can make that leap and make your case. That's kind of the stories, honestly, that – open up people's hearts. But for me, those are the stories that I want to aim at too, because what we do at Rogue Analytics is aim at athleticism and try to level the playing field because testing is testing no matter what school you play at. And then it's about coaching, right? Yeah. And for a guy like, you know, Gregory Jr., that's going to be the big thing. I think I've always said, kind of been one of those guys, skill position players, that's probably the one that kind of you can transfer over to a bigger school. Like if you can play well, and you can run at a Wachita Baptist, then you can potentially play at a school like Alabama as long as you can keep up athletically. So I think for Gregory Jr., that's probably the first thing that I'll be looking for. You know, how well does he match up with these guys athletic-wise? And once you kind of identify that, you know, I'm going to be looking at movement skills, fluidity, things like that, you know just the challenge of how he competes with these guys on that, on that stage, you know, he's going to be going up against some terrific receiver prospects that might be lesser known, but played at some bigger schools. And when you mm-hmm. go to a school like watch Baptist, you're not really playing against the top tier 
prospects week in and week out, week out. Now, me coming from a Division two school, University of Arkansas, Monticello, I understand that. Hey, each week I maybe didn't play against the best guys, right? I wasn't going up against Alabama receivers and things like that, but I played against a lot of bounce backs. So that's one thing that he has faced. You know, you. I remember playing against Delta State, and both of their receivers were guys. One was came bouncing back from Houston, another guy bouncing from somewhere else. Uh, when I played against Valdosta State, same thing. Felt like every week it was guys that bounced back from these bigger universities for whatever reason. And you get a taste of what it's like to play against those type of guys that have that type of ability. But going to the Senior Bowl, that's a totally different monster. This will also be the first time that he has more of the spotlight on him, so to say. You know, you're under the radar at a D2, and everybody's not watching your every step and your every move. But once you get to the big stage and you're at these uh, the Senior Bowl like this, and now there's going to be plenty of scouts. There's going to be a lot of front office people out there. How does he handle going from playing in front of, you know, 3,000 people to all of a sudden NFL scouts looking at your every single move? That's a different type of uh, pressure that he's going to have on him. Yeah, and that week at the Senior Bowl, especially for um, the players from big schools, from big programs, I don't necessarily watch what happens in every rep, right? I'm looking for standout plays. How do you elevate your game given what you've been uh, at, at your normal regular season or if you made the postseason games, right? But for a player that's coming up from that level, uh, multiple levels, right? Like I want to see every rep. Does does he give up sometimes? Does he get beat down by stiffer competition? Or is he consistently improving? Is he consistently putting out that effort? Because like you said, if you can run and you'll take coaching, you have a future. And at that point, it's about that effort. And I just want to see some gradual incremental change in a positive direction for a guy that comes from a smaller school. Yeah. And funny story about OBU. I actually ran into one of their coaches one time on the airplane. So he was watching this TV show and it was, uh, gosh, what was it called? Saving Jacob? Surviving Jacob? Something like that, but it was a kid. Like he looked like Benjamin Solak. Shout out to Benjamin Solak, a former uh, <laughs> uh, host of the of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. But I'm watching that. I'm like, man, that looks like Benjamin Solak. So I'm actually watching. I'm sitting on this plane, and I have like an aisle seat. And the entire time, I'm looking at this guy's iPad, and it's almost like I can hear it. It's like I'm listening with my eyes. So I watched like three episodes of this show, <laughs> and um, when we got when we got to a stop. I asked the guy, I said, hey, man, like, what, what show is that? And I want to I wanna look into that. He was like, oh, it's uh, whatever it's called. I can't think of what, it, what the exact name of it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look into that. And he said, hey, uh, Eric Crocker. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, man, we follow each other on Twitter. I coach defensive backs at uh, Wachita Baptist. And I was like, oh, man, small world, crazy thing. So uh, I <laughs> randomly met his coach by uh, watching his <laughs> iPad. But anyways... Uh, Gregory Jr., I know this is going to be a really exciting time. And for him, and under, coming from a smaller school, I understand what it is. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder, and I'm definitely curious to see how he performs on that stage. And we're going to get into more of that as well. But first, we want to talk to you a little bit about Bet Online. And Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march on to the playoffs and beyond. The NFC Championship games, AFC Championship games, Big time matchups, money on the line. Where are you putting your money? Well, if you are betting, head over right now to bet online because it remains the number one spot for all 
best sports wagering action in 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website. And to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use the promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of this amazing offer that's available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. That's BetOnline, where the games start. All right, Ryan, we're going to jump into some more guys, all right, uh, from this Senior Bowl. Guys, we're looking forward to kind of learning more about and seeing, and I know there's some guys that you want to start up with. Yeah, absolutely. This first guy is someone that I want to see up against the other linebackers in this class that we all feel has a couple of real standouts, right? First popped out to me um, last year when I was watching Jabril Cox down at LSU. Uh, Damon Clark, longer, taller. He's like 6'3", 245, really good size, nice length. He can drop down and play the Sam. He can rush off the edge if he has to, but he's really a downhill defender that can attack. He can turn and run a little bit, but I want to see him be a little bit more well-rounded. How does he deal with trying to get out in man on some of the tight ends of the senior bowl? How does he do his drops? Can he can plant his foot and come back downhill? Like, I want to see a little bit more from him because this last season in LSU wasn't exactly the most demonstrative of, of what his skill set looked like to me a year ago. So I want to see, as that continues, what has he improved on? And honestly, I want to see, most importantly, from the day he gets there through each of the practices and how he progresses – once more, a guy that plays at the SEC and the level of competition is up there. But right now, when all the money's on the line, when your future's on the line, how can he step up? I, I like what I see from him in, in spits and starts. Have you got a chance to see him much? Not yet, but what I did want to ask you is, when, when, when it comes to these prospects and you being at the Senior Bowl, have you been to the Senior Bowl before? I haven't been in quite a while. This is my first season 18 years, I think. Oh, man. Okay, so it's been <laughs> definitely a while since you've been there. And that's one thing that I, I don't know, right? Like, how do guys improve from the first day they get there to the last day? You know, these are guys that are playing in the All-Star game, all eyes on them, and they have no continuity with anyone there. For the most part, there are, there are some schools. I mean, shoot, it seems like the whole Cincinnati Bearcat squad is there. <laughs> right. But for the most part, a lot of these guys are playing with guys for the first time, and they don't know each other. And it's like, well – some of it coming off might look like, oh, man, this guy can't do this or he can't do that, but just might be not being on the same page with his quarterbacks throwing the receivers or others. So that's one thing I'm going to be definitely interested to see. How do guys improve from the time they get there? Do they start to get a little bit more comfortable? Do they start to get some of that anxious, anxiousness out of them and perform better? A guy that I'm going to be definitely looking at is running back James Cook out of Georgia. And, you know, everybody knows Dalvin Cook's little brother, he was there for at Georgia for four years and never really got a chance to, like, be the guy, right? Like, he's mm -hmm. always sharing the load. And that's the case at Georgia more times than not, whether it's Sony Michelle and Swift and uh, guys Chubb and, you know, all these guys, right? A lot of times they share the load, but he didn't have a whole lot of touches. And a lot of times mm -hmm. just sharing the backfield with White back there and obviously White terrific running back as well. Uh, probably slated to go a little bit higher than James Cook. But I know talking to guys from Georgia and that area that are paying close attention, they're like, man, he was the guy that was the more explosive player of the two running backs. And whenever he got his opportunity, he made the most of it. He just didn't have a whole bunch. I looked at some of his numbers, and James Cook, 
113 carries, 728 yards. Not bad. His average per touch uh, carry was really good. And then 27 carries for 284 yards. And if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to look it up. I think 27 catches for James Cook, that might put him second or third in receptions mm. at Georgia. You know, <laughs> and that's a team, not a high-volume passing right. offense. We talked about how Jermaine Burton, he left to go to Alabama. But, you know, 284 receiving yards, four touchdowns, 11 total touchdowns on the season with limited touches. I think that's pretty good for a running back that has that type of caliber. And especially we know how the NFL is going right now. A lot of running backs, they want to get guys out in space. You know, can you be a good third down back? Can we match you up against linebackers and you win that? 49ers have a running back, Hasty, Hasty out of Baylor. You know, he he's not this, oh, we're going to give you the ball 20 times a game or 15 right. times a game. But can you come in on third down and just kind of develop that niche and be able to win in short spaces? That's something that I'll be looking forward to seeing from James Cook. I like his combination. Like you said, explosive. Doesn't have a lot of uh, wear on the tires, so to speak, you know, because he's been sharing that backfield. So what do you need to see from him at the scene world to try to step out of that? Because we've seen him once he breaks away. What do you want to see from him? Well, I just want to see, like, you know, can – does he look dominant, right? Like, because right now mm-hmm. when you when you look at him, it's like, well, obviously he he can, you know, do some things. He has some big-time ability. And I'm looking at this, the, the receptions right now for Georgia – he is – they got 56 by Brock Bowers. So, Brock Bowers far and away was their number one target. Yeah. Their most receptions, most yards uh, on the season. Didn't have a 1,000-yard receiver or anything like that. Obviously, they had Pickens that was hurt. The next person is Jermaine Burton, 26 receptions. <laughs> and James Cook has more receptions than their second leading receiver. Now, they do have another receiver that had 31 uh, receptions, but he didn't have as many yards as Burton – so not a lot of passes going around, but he was right there in the mix. And I, I just want to see when he gets to the senior bowl, does he look like not just that he belongs, but that, hey, I'm somebody that people should be talking talking about more. Hey, I'm running between the tackles. That's something I'm going to want to see, you know, because he's going to be like viewed as this smaller back. Can you run between the, you know, A gap, B gap? Obviously, we know what he could do outside, the explosive ability, his ability to pass catch down the field. I just want to see him do that on the setting with everyone else and stand out as maybe the premier running back at the senior bowl. Yeah. I I think he has a shot at doing that. If you can get in in the trees and make some yardage. Yeah. So that's going to be something we're looking forward to seeing. we got a couple more guys that we want to get into, but Hey, Locked On NFL Draft listeners, it's your host, Eric Crocker. And you already know, man, we're here with an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. And our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app right now in the App Store or Google Play Store. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. And get cash back, man. Don't pay full price at a pump ever again. Don't do it anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app right now for free, free, and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, and they're making as much as two, dollars $300 a year in cash back. And there's no, there's no catch, guys. There is no catch. The cash gets added right to your bank account. You can cash out at any time. Using your bank account, your PayPal, your e-gift card, whatever it is that you decide to use, you can use that. 
Even if you have an Amazon card, you can use that as well. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Ryan, talk to me a little bit about the next guy. So at the end of the day, what does the NFL game come down to? Being able to throw the ball and being able to rush that passer. And there's a high volume of pass rushers, especially at the edge in this draft. A lot of them are going to go super high. We talk about them all the time. One guy that I want to see that I think has a chance to raise his stock from what I think is probably a midday three kind of pick. Maybe he can approach the top 100. And he's stood out a couple of times to me on film. He plays um, in the Big Ten. And you saw him have a couple of good games. And what I really liked was that consistently against Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan State, was consistently producing pressure. Tyreek Smith, six foot three, little undersized in length. I think he uses it pretty well, though. Uh, came in at 265. We'll see what he actually weighs in the senior bowl. But I thought he raised his game another level when he played in uh, the bowl game against Utah. Another four pressures. Not a guy that finishes a ton, but he's consistently putting out pressure. 36 on the season this year. And I, one of the things I really want to see from him is, can he finish? He has moments where he looks explosive. He has moments where he looks like he could set the edge. I need to see a little bit more consistently. And I'm eager to see what happens when he gets down there and he has that nice mix about offensive alignment to go against. I hope that he can continue his uphill swing. And I'm looking for him to be a guy that can maybe make a jump this week in Mobile. And and that's what you're, you're wanting to see, right? Who's going to be that do, do, dominant uh, guy, especially coming off the ball. I remember Davenport uh, a few years mm -hmm. back coming out of UTSA, and he showed out at the Senior Bowl so much so that people were like, hey, this guy's going to go first round. Next thing you know, you have the New Orleans Saints. They trade up multiple first-round picks to be able to get him. So definitely guys can up their stock, especially at that position. I'll be looking at a guy that he'll potentially be going up against, Max Mitchell, offensive tackle out of Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, raising Cane's Cajun. He's a little longer and leaner, uh, 6'6, 297 pounds, offensive tackle. So, you know, in the, in the SEC, we've seen a lot of these like really beefed up guys, or even some of these guys from like North Carolina State, some of the top um, tackles coming out of this class. He's not as big as these guys, more of a stream being. And then I think that when you look at some of his scouting report, the tougher thing with him is he's not only is he like smaller and thinner, he's not as fluid of an athlete. And typically you 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 want that if you if you are going to be a little bit smaller, okay, we can build on that frame, but at least have, have the like the athleticism, the footwork, the movement skills. And from the reports I'm reading, it seems like he might be missing those things. So that that's going to be one thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing from Max Mitchell. You know, has he worked on those things? Guys have already started doing their combine prep and everything. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, I told you was it last week I was out in Minnesota watching guys prepare for the combine, evaluating some of the prospects that they had at their facility. So the, the process has started for all this. How has he honed in on the craft of being an office lineman, working his feet, working his hands, and being able to take his game to the next level? Because like some of the guys we've already talked about, coming from a smaller school, and obviously this is still Division One football, it's still F FBS, but it's – not a power five. So he's not going up against the big dogs uh, week in and week out in the SEC or even, you know, some of these big 12 schools where you're still going to see some of these elite pass rushers. 
he's going up against, you know, his conference, which isn't a power five. So I'm going to be right. looking into Max Mitchell. And how does he look? Some of these guys that might give him a little bit more speed or a little bit more power than he's used to seeing on a consistent basis. You know, just for the conversation, when you start to evaluate, especially tackles specifically on the offensive line, do you have a tendency? Do you prefer bigger, more powerful, heavier type tackles? Do you like the more athletic type? Well, you know, it doesn't matter. What I like is more so about what the what the teams are going to like, right? So, you know, you can look at different systems, and they're going to ask for different things. I talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they are mm -hmm. a power scheme offense, right? So, you know, they might want guys that are bigger and can just be more big maulers and move guys right now as opposed to some of these outside zone type schemes like maybe the Rams or the 49ers or some guy, uh, teams that – they want their guys moving a little bit more. So they're not going to lean as much on these big, bulky size guys. They want more guys. Can you just move in unison and be able to wall off guys? It's not so much about moving a guy this way, you're right, right downfield. It's more so about moving, getting to your spot, walling them off. So you kind of give that uh, hole for your running back to be able to see that and cut off of that and hit it right now. I definitely have a preference because I think when you look at longevity in this league, the guys that are more lean, the guys that are more athletic have a tendency, if they need to put on weight, they can in the power run game, but they have a tendency to last longer. They're a little bit less injury prone. And I find that if you're going to make the investment, I lean on that sometimes. If it comes down to two guys that grade out exactly the same, I want a guy that has a little bit more athleticism to rely on at the next level. All right, and I think, you know what, man, we can say that in every position. And the senior <laughs> bowl is going to be a good place for us to really keep an eye on that. How do these guys pan out with the athleticism playing against the top competition? We're going to get into a lot of more guys as we continue this week. We got Rob Rain coming on. We got John coming on. And uh, a lot of conversation about the senior bowl as we all are heading out that way. So from Eric Crocker, from Ryan Tracy, we will be keeping you guys up to date on everything that's going on at the Senior Bowl live and direct from there. But that's going to do it for this episode. We will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.